you are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny, we'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes, and we'll pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. As dawn broke over the rolling steps of Russia in the early summer of 1943, a sense of anticipation filled the air. The flat, open expanse of land around the small town of Prokhorovka had become a centerpiece in a titanic struggle. In the West, Adolf Hitler, the German Fuhrer, was planning a decisive strike against the Soviet Union, a strike that he believed would turn the tide of World War II back in favor of the Axis powers. In the East, Joseph Stalin, the Soviet premier, was bracing for the impending assault, pouring men and materials into the impending battleground in an attempt to break the back of the Wehrmacht once and for all. The stage was set for one of the largest and bloodiest battles in human history. The Battle of Prokhorovka was a titanic clash of steel and willpower, a day of horror and heroism that would leave its mark on the participants and the landscape alike. The outcome would shape the course of the Second World War and, by extension, the rest of the 20th century. Join us as we delve into this crucible of history, exploring the strategies and tactics of the commanders, the experiences of the soldiers, and the broader implications of the battle. We will uncover the motivations of key figures such as Erich von Manstein and Georgi Zhukov, illuminate the individual acts of valor that marked the day and probe the lingering questions and controversies that surround this epical event. Through it all, we will seek to understand not only what happened at Prokhorovka, but also why it matters. Chapter 1. Prelude to Battle As 1943 unfurled, the vast lands of Russia were the chessboard upon which the fate of the world was being decided. The stakes were incredibly high. Every move, every decision, and every action taken by the world leaders had reverberations that were felt far beyond the battlefield. In the heart of it all was Adolf Hitler, his gray eyes fixated on maps of the Eastern Front, the lands of Russia sprawling across the table. He was a man driven by visions of grandeur, holding on to the belief that the expansive Russian terrain was the key to a German victory. His plan was audacious. His forces would strike at the Soviet-held salient at Korsk, aiming to encircle and annihilate the Red Army forces there. Stalin, on the other hand, was a leader etched in resilience. His gaze, as steely as the Siberian tundra, was set on defending his motherland. As whispers of a German offensive reached him, he was quick to respond. This was not going to be a passive defense. Rather, the Soviet Union would prepare a trap, aiming to bleed the Wehrmacht dry and create a springboard for a counteroffensive. Far from the tumultuous war rooms of Hitler and Stalin, the small, sleepy town of Prokhorovka sat nestled among the golden wheat fields of Russia. The town, which knew only the simple rhythm of rural life, 
was about to become the center stage of a battle that would turn the tide of World War II. In Berlin and Moscow, generals and strategists were preparing. The protagonists of this story were not just Hitler and Stalin, but also men like Field Marshal Erich von Manstein, a brilliant and audacious tactician who was tasked with leading the German panzers into battle. His counterpart, Marshal Georgi Zhukov, was a figure synonymous with Soviet resolve and ingenuity, a man trusted with devising the Soviet Union's ironclad defense and preparing for the inevitable counterstrike. This was the setting in the early summer of 1943. Two colossal forces were inching towards a showdown, both bracing for a battle that would reshape not only the Eastern Front but the very landscape of the war itself. As the world watched with bated breath, the scene was set for a clash of titans, and at the heart of it all was the tranquil town of Prokhorovka, blissfully unaware of the storm that was brewing on the horizon. At the heart of the German war machine, nestled within his wolf's lair headquarters, Adolf Hitler meticulously worked out the details of Operation Citadel. His goal was clear and audacious, encircle and annihilate the Red Army stationed in the Kursk salient, a bulging piece of land held by the Soviets. He believed that this operation would deal a crippling blow to the Soviets and restore the strategic initiative to the German forces. Behind this audacious plan was Field Marshal Erich von Manstein, a man known for his keen mind and swift, decisive actions. Manstein had been instrumental in planning and executing numerous successful operations during the war. Now, he was tasked with leading Operation Citadel, an offensive that would test his tactical genius to its limits. Operation Citadel was divided into two main assaults. Manstein would lead the southern attack with his 4th Panzer Army, while General Model would spearhead the northern attack. The two prongs aimed to meet in the middle, encircling the Soviet forces. The enormity of the task was daunting, but the Germans held faith in their technological superiority notably their formidable Tiger and Panther tanks. But time wasn't on their side. As days turned into weeks, the Germans' meticulous preparations inadvertently gave the Soviets precious time to prepare. This delay was partially due to the production issues of the new Panther tanks. The insistence on their inclusion was a testament to Hitler's belief in technological dominance. Meanwhile, miles away in the tranquil town of Prokhorovka, the rumble of the German war machine was growing ominously closer. The die was cast, the pieces were moving, and Operation Citadel was about to unfold in all its ferocity. The summer of 1943 held the world in suspense, as one of the most significant battles of the Second World War was on the horizon, promising to change the course of history forever. While the gears of Operation Citadel were slowly turning in the German war machine, the Soviets were far from idle. They had caught wind of the impending storm, thanks to the diligent efforts of their intelligence networks. The eyes and ears of the Red Army, these networks spread across the front lines and behind enemy territory, sniffing out information about enemy plans and movements. Upon receiving the intel, Joseph Stalin consulted his trusted marshal, Georgi Zhukov. Zhukov was not a man easily shaken. He was known for his tenacity and strategic acumen. Upon learning about the German plan, he declared, let them come. They will find nothing but fire and death here.
Shukov orchestrated a defense that was as deep as it was wide. He believed that a layered defense would exhaust the enemy and provide the Soviets with the opportunity to launch their counteroffensive. Alongside a formidable array of anti-tank defenses, machine gun nests, and artillery positions, he ordered the digging of thousands of anti-tank ditches and laid countless mines to delay and disrupt the German armored columns. An army of workers, including men, women, and even children, turned the Kursk salient into a fortress. Day and night, they toiled, strengthening the defenses, building fortifications, and preparing the battleground. As the days passed, the once peaceful land was transformed into a bulwark bristling with deadly intent. Meanwhile, the Red Army was massing its forces. Tanks, aircraft, artillery, and millions of soldiers were being funneled into the region. The fields around Prokhorovka started filling up with the ironclad forms of T-34 tanks, ready to meet their German counterparts in battle. Through sweat, toil, and unwavering resolve, the Soviets were ready for the showdown. The tranquil lands around Prokhorovka had been transformed into one of the most formidable defensive lines in military history. The stage was set, the actors were in place, and the curtain was about to rise on one of the greatest battles of the Second World War. Chapter 2 The Opening Moves On the morning of July 5, 1943, a deadly hush hung over the Eastern Front. Suddenly, the silence was broken by a wave of intense German bombardment. It was the herald of Operation Citadel, a monumental assault that would reverberate through the pages of history. Overseeing the initial assault was Field Marshal Erich von Manstein. His eyes hardened as he watched the German artillery light up the dawn sky, raining down destruction on the Soviet positions. He held a profound belief in the might of the German army, a conviction that was about to be put to the test. The southern attack, led by Manstein, was the first to surge forward. German panzers rolled over the hilly terrain, their steel bodies glinting ominously in the early morning light. But they were not met with the expected disarray. Instead, they faced an entrenched Soviet defense, a testament to Marshal Zhukov's strategic brilliance. As German tanks and infantry pressed forward, the air was filled with the cacophony of battle, the roar of engines, the rattle of machine guns, and the crump of artillery. Smoke and dust cloaked the battlefield, making the clash even more chaotic. Yet, in spite of the confusion, the German forces pushed on, their will steeled by the belief in a swift victory. But the Soviets had been expecting them. The Red Army under Zhukov's command, emerged from the smoke and dust like a phoenix, its guns spitting fire. T-34 tanks went head-to-head -head with German Tigers and Panthers. The ground shook as shells found their targets, lighting up the battlefield with fierce explosions. As the first day of Operation Citadel drew to a close, the fields around Prokhorovka were no longer peaceful expanses of wheat but a churned-up wasteland of mud, steel, and smoke. The summer sky was filled with the drone of aircraft and the crackle of gunfire. Manstein's belief was being sorely tested, but the battle had just begun. His determination, as well as the resilience of the Red Army, would face the ultimate trial in the days to come. As the days rolled on, 
the once picturesque lands around Prokhorovka transformed into a hellscape of war. Fields that were once golden with wheat were now scarred by tank treads, bomb craters, and the detritus of battle. The air buzzed incessantly with the sound of gunfire and explosions, a grim symphony of war that allowed no respite. From his command post, Field Marshal Eric von Manstein watched the battle unfold with a mix of frustration and determination. The German forces were locked in a brutal stalemate with the Red Army. What was expected to be a swift and decisive victory had turned into a bitter, grinding struggle. The Soviets were putting up a dog defense, stalling the German offensive at every turn. Each hill, each valley, and each inch of land was fiercely contested. Marshal Zhukov's strategy was playing out effectively, bleeding the German forces dry and buying time for Soviet reserves to arrive. Despite the mounting obstacles, Manstein remained undeterred. He believed in the fighting spirit of his men, their commitment to the cause. The German soldiers, backed by their formidable Tiger and Panther tanks, continued to press forward, unwilling to give an inch to the enemy. Meanwhile, Zhukov, observing the battle from his own command post, was a pillar of resolve. The Red Army was holding its ground, but the cost was immense. The bodies of Soviet soldiers and the burning husks of their T-34 tanks were grim testimonies to the ferocity of the battle. Yet, amidst the destruction and despair, there was a glimmer of hope. The tenacity of the Red Army soldiers was paying off. Their resistance was slowing the German advance, turning every day into a battle for survival. The fighting spirit of the Red Army was becoming the embodiment of their motto, not one step back. As the stalemate continued, the landscape of Prokhorovka bore the scars of this fierce struggle. A once tranquil town had become the epicenter of a conflict that was shaping the fate of World War II. It was a brutal and devastating stalemate a clash of wills that tested the mettle of both the German and Soviet forces. After days of grueling combat and minimal gains, the Germans were growing desperate. Their vision of a swift victory was fading, replaced by the grim reality of a war of attrition. Field Marshal von Manstein, however, refused to accept defeat. He ordered his troops to press on towards Prokhorovka. The town had become a symbol of their struggle, a prize to be won at all costs. The march towards Prokhorovka was a testament to the endurance and willpower of the German forces. They trudged through fields littered with the remnants of past battles, the air heavy with the smell of spent ammunition and destruction. Their once formidable Tiger and Panther tanks, now mud-splattered and dented, roared on, leaving deep tracks in the churned-up soil. At the forefront of the march, the German commanders, grit set in their faces, surveyed the battered landscape with a steely gaze. They were aware of the enormity of the task ahead. Prokhorovka was not just a physical objective, it was a symbol of their resilience against a relentless foe. In the distance, the silhouette of Prokhorovka was just beginning to take shape. It was a small, humble town that had unwittingly become the focus of one of the most significant battles of World War II. Little did the townsfolk know of the storm that was about to engulf them. Meanwhile, Marshal Zhukov was preparing his forces for the impending German onslaught. 
he understood the symbolic and strategic importance of Prokhorovka. The Red Army was battle-weary but resolute, ready to defend their homeland to the last breath. The spirit of the motherland echoed in their hearts, reinforcing their resolve to not give an inch to the enemy. As the German forces edged closer to Prokhorovka, tension hung in the air like a thick fog. The journey towards the town was a slow march through a crucible of fire and steel. The stage was set for a confrontation that would not only decide the fate of Prokhorovka but could turn the tide of the entire war. Chapter 3 The Battle of Prokhorovka The morning of July 12, 1943, dawned to the roar of engines and the echo of war cries. Prokhorovka was about to witness a battle of epic proportions a clash of armor that would etch its name in the annals of history. It was in this crucible that the fate of the Eastern Front was to be decided. At the helm of the German forces, Field Marshal von Manstein prepared to throw everything he had at the Red Army. His strategy hinged on the superior armor of his tigers and panthers. These steel behemoths, rumbling towards the enemy lines, embodied his hope of a decisive breakthrough. On the other side of the battlefield, Marshal Zhukov watched as waves of German tanks rolled towards his defenses. The sight was daunting, but his faith in his soldiers and their T-34 tanks was unwavering. Let them come, he murmured, eyes stealing at the sight of the advancing armor. We are ready. As the two forces collided, Prokhorovka became a raging inferno of smoke, fire, and deafening noise. Tanks squared off against each other in point-blank duels, the echo of their cannons firing off drowned out only by the deafening impact of shell on steel. Amidst this cacophony of destruction, individual tales of heroism and courage played out. Tank commanders, both German and Soviet, displayed uncanny bravery and skill. They darted their tanks in and out of combat, took calculated risks and made split-second decisions that meant the difference between life and death. The clash was a brutal ballet of armored titans, a spectacle of raw power and sheer force. The sky above Prokhorovka was a canvas of smoke and fire, mirroring the fierce battle below. As the day wore on, neither side showed signs of retreat. The lines blurred between victor and vanquished as both armies dug in their heels, refusing to yield. As the dust settled, the once serene town of Prokhorovka was transformed into an enormous tank graveyard, a testament to the intensity of the battle. Yet, despite the immense losses and the brutal fighting, the outcome was still uncertain. The clash of armor, while awe-inspiring, was far from conclusive. As the battle for Prokhorovka raged on, it became clear that the balance was shifting, imperceptibly at first but growing stronger with each passing hour. The German forces, though relentless, were beginning to show signs of fatigue. The onslaught from the Red Army was taking its toll. Field Marshal von Manstein, surveying the battlefield, felt a chill of apprehension. His hopes for a quick victory were being whittled away by the determined Soviet resistance. The German forces were caught in a war of attrition they were not prepared for. Their initial momentum was waning. On the opposite side, Marshal Zhukov saw the change in the winds of fortune. Despite the heavy losses and the seemingly insurmountable odds, the Red Army was holding its ground. 
the strategic preparation and the unyielding resilience of his forces were turning the tide of the battle. Zhukov could sense it. A glimmer of hope was beginning to shine through the thick smoke of war. The Soviet resistance wasn't merely defensive anymore. They launched counterattacks, throwing the German forces off balance. T-34 tanks, seemingly appearing out of nowhere from the thick smoke, charged German positions. The thunderous sound of their engines was a clear signal to the German forces the Red Army was on the offensive. In the skies above Prokhorovka, Soviet planes started gaining air superiority. The Luftwaffe, once ruling the skies, was losing its grip. German forces, already stretched thin on the ground, could now only watch helplessly as Soviet planes swooped down on them, adding to their woes. Each passing hour was a testament to the change in fortunes. What started as a swift German offensive had transformed into a grinding battle of attrition, favoring the Soviets. The tide was indeed turning. Prokhorovka, once envisioned as a stepping stone to a German victory, was now becoming a fortress of Soviet resistance. As the sun rose on July 16, it painted a grim picture of the battle-scarred landscape of Prokhorovka. The land was strewn with remnants of what had been an intense and bloody conflict. Field Marshal von Manstein, gauging the harsh reality, realized that the situation was slipping out of his control. What was supposed to be a triumph was turning into a desperate last stand. Von Manstein ordered his remaining forces into a defensive stance. His formidable Panthers and Tigers, though reduced in number, were still a force to reckon with. The German soldiers, weary but unbowed, prepared to defend their positions. They knew that each passing minute brought the Soviets closer to their goal. It was a race against time. Meanwhile, Marshal Zhukov was preparing to deliver the final blow. His T-34s, battered but not beaten, were ready for one last charge. His soldiers, fueled by the smell of an impending victory, rallied behind their commanders. There was a sense of urgency in the air, a palpable determination that echoed the promise of their earlier resolve, not one step back. The final skirmish was brutal and unforgiving. The Germans, desperately holding their positions, found themselves overwhelmed by the relentless Soviet advance. The skies roared with the sound of diving Sturmovic planes, their cannons adding to the chaos on the ground. Von Manstein, witnessing the inevitable, felt a deep sense of frustration. His grand plan, Operation Citadel, was crumbling before his eyes. The iron grip of the German forces on Prokhorovka was weakening, their final stand wavering under the Soviet onslaught. As the day ended, the once formidable German lines started to retreat. Their last stand had fallen. The Red Army, in a remarkable display of courage and resilience, had held their ground. The town of Prokhorovka remained in Soviet hands, a testament to their fierce defense and the turning point of the Battle of Korsk. Chapter 4 Victory and Defeat In the aftermath of the Battle of Prokhorovka, the air hung heavy with the toll of war. The fields, once lush and verdant, were now scarred, torn apart by shells and tracked by tanks. Smoke still rose from smoldering wrecks, painting a somber picture of the recent conflict. 
The cost of the battle was high, insurmountably so. On the German side, Field Marshal von Manstein grappled with the harsh reality of defeat. His forces had suffered heavy casualties, both in terms of men and machinery. The once powerful 4th Panzer Army was now a shadow of its former self. His prized Panthers and Tigers, symbols of German might, lay strewn across the battlefield, blackened and broken. For the Soviets, the victory at Prokhorovka came at a steep price. Marshal Zhukov, while satisfied with the outcome, could not ignore the immense losses forces had sustained. His soldiers, the brave men who had defended their homeland, had paid the price with their blood. The town of Prokhorovka, though still in Soviet hands, was a grim testament to their sacrifice. Yet, beyond the immediate loss, the battle had taken a toll on the morale of the German forces. The defeat at Prokhorovka was a blow to their belief in their invincibility. The image of the unstoppable German war machine was tarnished. The cost was not just in lives and resources, it was a significant dent in their morale and a setback to their strategic plans. Conversely, the Soviets found renewed vigor in their victory. Despite the heavy casualties, the successful defense of Prokhorovka had proven their capability to resist the German onslaught. The battle, though brutal, had instilled a sense of pride and determination within the Red Army. In essence, the cost of the Battle of Prokhorovka was multifaceted. It wasn't just about the lives lost or tanks destroyed, it was about shattered illusions and renewed resolve. It was a testament to the grim reality of war, where victories are steeped in sacrifice and defeats leave an indelible mark. As the dust settled in the aftermath of the battle, the strategic ramifications of Prokhorovka began to unfold. What was meant to be a German thrust into the heartland of the Soviet Union had turned into a stinging rebuff. Field Marshal von Manstein's grand design, Operation Citadel, had been thwarted, its failure marking a significant turning point in the Eastern Front. The defeat at Prokhorovka meant more than just a tactical setback for the Germans. It was a strategic failure that halted their offensive momentum on the Eastern Front. The loss of so many tanks, especially the mighty Tigers and Panthers, weakened their armored strength significantly. This, combined with the loss of trained and experienced personnel, posed serious problems for their subsequent military campaigns. On the other hand, the victory at Prokhorovka bolstered the Soviets' strategic position. Marshal Zhukov had not only defended Prokhorovka but had also proven that the Red Army was capable of halting and repelling a determined German offensive. The morale boost this victory provided was invaluable, and it injected fresh vigor into the Soviet war effort. Moreover, the battle had significant strategic implications on the overall progress of World War II. With the German forces halted at Korsk, the Allies in the West saw an opportunity. With German attention focused on the Eastern Front, the Western Allies could plan and execute their operations with less opposition, leading to successful campaigns such as the invasion of Sicily and subsequently, the D-Day landings in Normandy. In essence, the Battle of Prokhorovka marked a strategic turning point in the course of World War II. It signaled the waning of German offensive capabilities and the rising tide of Soviet resilience.
It was a testament to the fact that in war, a single battle could alter the course of history, and Prokhorovka did just that. In the weeks following the battle, the Eastern Front was a hive of activity. The outcome at Prokhorovka had altered the dynamics of the war. The Soviets, bolstered by their victory, prepared for further offensives, while the Germans reeled from their defeat. Field Marshal von Manstein found himself grappling with the reality of their position. The German forces, once feared for their offensive prowess, now found themselves on the back foot, scrambling to hold their lines against an emboldened Red Army. The morale among the German soldiers had taken a hit, and the command was struggling to maintain their fighting spirit. In stark contrast, Marshal Zhukov was capitalizing on their victory. The Soviet High Command launched multiple offensives along the Eastern Front, putting the German forces under intense pressure. Cities like Kharkov and Smolensk, previously under German control, were recaptured, marking significant advances for the Soviet forces. The aftermath of the Battle of Prokhorovka had given rise to a shift in momentum. Where once the Germans had been the aggressors, they were now being pushed back fighting to hold their lines against the Soviet onslaught. The Eastern Front had transformed from a theater of German advances to a battleground where the Red Army was reclaiming its territories. The battle had also had an impact on the psyche of the soldiers and commanders on both sides. The Red Army, with its newfound confidence, was fighting with renewed vigor, while the German forces had to deal with the psychological blow of their defeat. As the weeks turned into months, the Eastern Front had become a symbol of German resilience against the rising tide of Soviet determination. The Battle of Prokhorovka had paved the way for this shift, marking the beginning of a prolonged and bloody struggle that would continue to the heart of Berlin. Chapter 5 Impact on World War II In the annals of World War II, the Battle of Prokhorovka is often hailed as a crucial turning point. Its outcome had far-reaching effects, shaping not just the course of the war on the Eastern Front but also the broader trajectory of the entire conflict. The defeat of the German forces at Prokhorovka signaled the first significant halt to their eastern advance. Field Marshal von Manstein, who had orchestrated numerous victories, had been stymied. It was a stark reminder of the fact that the once seemingly invincible Wehrmacht could be stopped and the tide of war could be turned. The victory for the Soviets wasn't just a tactical success, but a strategic one as well. Marshal Zhukov's defense of Prokhorovka had shown that the Red Army, despite the odds, could not only withstand but also repel a concentrated German offensive. This boosted the morale of the Soviet soldiers, providing a much-needed spark of hope in the face of relentless war. This shift was felt beyond the borders of Russia. Allies, monitoring the progress of the war, perceived the Battle of Prokhorovka as a beacon of change. With the German forces held at bay on the Eastern Front, they could divert more resources to other theaters. This played a critical role in planning and executing operations, such as the invasion of Sicily and the Normandy landings, which hastened the end of the war. In essence, the Battle of Prokhorovka symbolized a turning point. It represented a shift in momentum from the Axis to the Allies, signifying that the tide of the war had started to turn. It was a testament to the fact that even in the darkest of times, 
a spark of resilience could light the path to victory. As news of the Soviet victory at Prokhorovka rippled across the globe, its repercussions were felt far beyond the fields of Korsk. A tremor of change had been set in motion, one that would impact not only the Eastern Front but the strategic decisions and operations on a global scale. In the hallways of the Allied Command, a sense of cautious optimism began to stir. Leaders like British Prime Minister Winston Churchill and American President Franklin D. Roosevelt saw in the Soviet victory the first signs of a potential German decline. The iron fist of the Wehrmacht, it seemed, had started to falter. This positive shift in the Allies' morale was coupled with a reassessment of their strategic plans. The situation on the Eastern Front meant that a significant portion of German resources would continue to be tied up there. This eased the pressure on the Western Front, allowing the Allies to plan and execute decisive operations, such as the invasion of Italy and subsequently, Operation Overlord, the invasion of Normandy. But the global repercussions of Prokhorovka were not just confined to military strategy. The battle also had a profound psychological impact. The world had watched as the Red Army, against formidable odds, halted the German juggernaut. This victory echoed a powerful message, the Axis powers could be challenged and beaten. The reverberations of the Battle of Prokhorovka also resonated in the Axis command. Adolf Hitler, faced with the failure of Operation Citadel, had to reconsider his strategic plans. The notion of a quick victory in the East was now a distant dream, replaced by the reality of a drawn-out, resource-draining war on multiple fronts. In essence, the repercussions of Prokhorovka were far-reaching, influencing global strategies and shifting the tide of the war. The battle was not just a clash of tanks and soldiers, it was a catalyst that set the stage for pivotal moments in the unfolding drama of World War II. In the post-Prokhorovka world, a new balance of power began to emerge. The fallout from the battle was not just restricted to the battlefield, it rippled through the strategic command centers, influencing the tactics and decisions that would shape the remainder of World War II. In the Soviet Union, Marshal Zhukov's successful defense of Prokhorovka cemented his position as one of the Red Army's most able commanders. His leadership in the face of the German offensive imbued a new sense of confidence within the Soviet command. The Red Army had proven that it could stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Wehrmacht and come out on top. The Soviet Union's newfound confidence was not misplaced. The German defeat at Prokhorovka marked the end of their unbroken chain of victories on the Eastern Front. Their strategic position weakened, the Wehrmacht found itself continually on the defensive, resisting a relentless Soviet push that would eventually carry them to Berlin. Meanwhile, in the Western Allies' camp, the shifting balance of power on the Eastern Front offered a ray of hope. The Battle of Prokhorovka, they realized, had opened up new possibilities. The Allies began to coordinate their strategies more closely with the Soviet Union, culminating in the Tehran Conference where Roosevelt, Churchill, and Stalin made significant decisions that would shape the course of the war. Furthermore, the battle influenced the geopolitical landscape post-war. The Soviet Union emerged from World War II as one of the world's superpowers, thanks in part to the resilience and strength demonstrated in battles like Prokhorovka.
It marked the dawn of the Cold War era, setting the stage for a new global power dynamic that would define the remainder of the 20th century. Thus, the Battle of Prokhorovka played a significant role in reshaping the balance of power during and after the war. The echoes of this battle reverberated across time, influencing not just the course of World War II but also the geopolitical structure of the world in the years to come. Chapter 6 The Legacy of Prokhorovka Amidst the smoke and clamor of the Battle of Prokhorovka, heroes emerged, their tales woven into the tapestry of the conflict's rich history. These men, immortalized in the annals of World War II, played crucial roles and exemplified extraordinary bravery under dire circumstances. Take, for instance, Lieutenant Pavel Rotmistrov. The young commander of the 5th Guards Tank Army, Rotmistrov found himself pitted against the battle-hardened panzer divisions of the Wehrmacht. Under his able leadership, the Soviets successfully repelled the German offensive, leaving an indelible mark on the history of the Red Army. Rotmistrov's name became synonymous with courage and tactical brilliance, exemplifying the grit of the Soviet soldier. On the German side, Field Marshal Erich von Manstein, an experienced tactician with an impressive track record, commanded respect despite the outcome of the battle. His audacious plan, Operation Citadel, was meticulously designed to encircle and destroy the Soviet forces. But the Soviet resilience at Prokhorovka altered his plan, making von Manstein an enduring symbol of the Wehrmacht's struggle on the Eastern Front. Among the rank and file, stories of heroism emerged that would be passed down for generations. One such tale is that of the Soviet tank commander, Alexei Stukov. Despite his tank being hit multiple times, Stukov continued to advance, leading his unit until he was finally forced to abandon the burning vehicle. His bravery under fire remains a testament to the resilience of the average Soviet soldier. Equally, on the German side, young Lieutenant Hans Bauer distinguished himself. Despite his Tiger tank being immobilized, Bauer and his crew held their ground, fighting off numerous Soviet attacks until finally, they ran out of ammunition. Bauer's tenacity and courage were emblematic of the Wehrmacht's fighting spirit. These are but a few of the countless stories of bravery and self-sacrifice that sprung from the crucible of Prokhorovka. The heroes of this battle, both known and unsung, shaped its course and its legacy, becoming legends in their own right. Their stories continue to captivate, offering a deeply human perspective to one of World War II's most pivotal battles. As the years passed, the Battle of Prokhorovka receded into the realm of history, yet its memory remains alive in the hearts and minds of those who continue to honor its significance. In Russia, the battle is commemorated each year on July 12, known as the Day of Military Glory. Parades are held, and speeches are given, marking the heroism of the Soviet soldiers who fought there. Monuments dot the landscape, paying tribute to the fallen. The Prokhorovka field itself, once a grim theater of war, now houses the State Museum of the Battle of Korsk, preserving the artifacts and stories of this historic conflict. Each year, visitors from around the world are drawn to this location. They walk the grounds, gaze upon the old, rusting tanks on display, and pay their respects at the Soldiers' Field Memorial, a somber reminder of the lives lost. 
schoolchildren across Russia are taught the story of Prokhorovka. The accounts of Ratmastrov, Stukov, and countless others are etched into their textbooks, their tales of courage and determination serving as poignant reminders of their nation's resilience in the face of adversity. The battle is also remembered beyond Russia's borders. Historians, military enthusiasts, and World War II veterans across the globe continue to analyze and discuss the strategies, tactics, and outcomes of the Battle of Prokhorovka. It has inspired countless books, documentaries, and films, each attempting to capture the essence of this monumental clash of armor. As these narratives thread through our collective memory, the Battle of Prokhorovka continues to be a symbol of courage, a testament to the indomitable human spirit, and a poignant reminder of the costs of war. Its story is preserved, passed down through generations, ensuring that the echoes of Prokhorovka will continue to resonate long into the future. When viewed through the lens of history, the Battle of Prokhorovka attains an even greater significance. It stands not only as a climactic clash of World War II, but also as a critical pivot in global geopolitics, a test of human endurance, and an exemplar of strategic military thought. The battle showcased the contrasting doctrines and wartime ideologies of the Soviets and the Germans. For the Soviet Union, it was a demonstration of their determination, their unwavering will to defend their motherland at all costs. Figures like Rotmistrov and Stokov are held up as exemplars of this steadfast resolve. For Germany, figures like von Manstein exemplify the discipline, tactical prowess, and formidable machinery that define the Wehrmacht, even in the face of eventual defeat. In the larger context of World War II, Prokhorovka was pivotal. It shifted the momentum on the Eastern Front, marking the beginning of the end for Hitler's ambitions in the East. Post-Prokhorovka, the Soviets began their relentless push towards Berlin, a journey that would eventually end the war in Europe. Moreover, Prokhorovka also underlines the evolution of armored warfare. The colossal tank clashes that unfolded across the Prokhorovka fields influenced future strategies and doctrines, providing invaluable lessons about the use of armor in battle. Lastly, Prokhorovka also stands as a stark testament to the human cost of war. The immense loss of life, the unyielding endurance of the soldiers, and the heroism displayed by men on both sides are all embodied in the narrative of this battle. Through these varied perspectives, the Battle of Prokhorovka is more than just a historical event, it is a multifaceted prism through which we can better understand the complexity of World War II, the intricacies of military strategy, the depth of human courage, and the profound impact of war on the course of human history.